0: Yeah.
1: morning. How are you all? Yeah, it's good to see you. Did you have a good week? Yes? <laughs> good. Well, we've still got people coming in the door, so we're going to encourage you to come on in here so we can start to worship. But I wanted to touch a few things with you this morning. Um, all the kids need to be in with Miss McKenzie starting at 10 a.m. now through Christmas. So if you guys want to go in and be with Miss McKenzie, you can head out there or down there, or up there, over there, one of those there's, you can get there. How about that? And then, a couple things to remind you guys of. We have prayer night this week. Um, That starts at 6.30 on Wednesday. Guys, we need to be hitting our knees hard and heavy. So I encourage you to be there. I know a lot of you are like, oh, I'm tired, I don't want to come. But it is so good. It's such a sweet time. We really want you to be there so please come if you haven't before just show up you don't have to make a reservation you're all welcome and jesus loves it when he sees you come so that's this wednesday at 6 30 and then we have a video that we're going to show you this morning on samaritan's purse
0: Three, two, yeah.
1: the joy of seeing a child open the boxes for the first time is just it's incredible there's squeals and screams, and they're so excited to see what's inside their boxes. Oh, my
0: goodness!
2: Every shoebox gift represents the love of God to them.
0: We are so excited. Many of the children received the shoeboxes for the first time in their life.
2: We're here with Operation Christmas Child. The kids are so excited. We had the opportunity to hand out some of the boxes. with so much joy, so much happiness, and it gives us an opportunity to present the gospel. We pray that these boxes will be used to bring a lot of happiness and joy, and more importantly, the gospel to each heart, all these little children around the world.
1: So as you can see, the boxes, they're outside in the hallway, right in front of the garage door. You guys can pick up a box there and fill that up. They are—it It is such an awesome ministry. I've been a part of that for many years. Cindy does a great job on it. And uh, we want to get those returned by the 21st, by the 21st, because they're going to Denver the next day, so can't take any late ones. So please get, get a box this morning and take that with you, and then otherwise, let's stand up and uh, we will begin to worship. All right? You guys can turn and say hi to each other if you want. <laughs> say good morning and welcome. We're glad to see you. <laughs> We're happy to see everybody. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Every praise. Mm-hmm our God, every word of worship with one accord, every praise, every praise is to our God, every praise is to our God, every word of worship with one accord.
1: awesome is that? Boy, last Friday, how many of you guys were here for the movie night? It was so much fun. We had a great time. Super fun. Um, we watched The Chosen. If you guys, has, has anybody seen The Chosen outside of movie night? Oh, If you have not seen it, take the time to watch it. It's so good. So one of the episodes that we watched was this episode of when, uh, well, Peter got himself into some trouble shocker. (laughs) I could hear Timothy laughing at the drum cage (laughs) in my ears. (laughs) And uh, he was praying for some help. Well, not really praying, but his buddy was. Anyway, he went out fishing. Do you remember when uh, Jesus told him to throw the nets out? Do You remember that story? Jesus said, throw the net in the water. He'd been fishing all night long, didn't get anything, had kind of a bad attitude. Anybody have a bad attitude before when you've been praying for a while? And uh, so they came in, I I think it was ankle deep water in the movie. So we know it was shallow and they threw the nets in and the boat goes whoosh like this, just to the side and just filled it with fish. And we read that story, but have you ever thought of what it looked like and what it was like for him and what he experienced and how God moved unexpectedly? That's our God. He does it big, And he does it when we least expect it. So there's so many things that we can trust him with. And this morning we're praying that he moves here this morning. We have a lot to be grateful for. And we have a God that's way bigger than anything we can ask for. So I'm excited about that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's praise him.
0: Mountains are still being
1: moved.
0: Strongholds are still being moved. God, we believe it, yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do, we are here for you, come and
1: we welcome you into this place today, Lord. Lord, we need to move. We need to move from you this morning because we want to be here for you, not for us, not for what we want, but because we want to show you how much we love you, how much we're willing to lay down for you, Lord, because you laid it all down for us. So, Lord, would you just come into this place and take over We've already prayed you here this morning, and we know that you were waiting for us when we open the doors and turn on the lights. Father, you have a plan, and your plans always win. So, Lord, we submit to you this morning. Help us to lay all of our stuff aside that we walked in with: busyness, distractions, sickness, worries, fear. Lord, you've overcome it all. We do not need to worry about a thing. We trust you, and we believe your word. You're a promise keeper. You've never failed. You are almighty God, and you are our Abba Father. I'm so grateful that you have allowed us a way through Jesus to get to you. Don't let us take that for granted, Lord, this time of worship that we have with you. Let us pour out our hearts to you and how much we love you. Don't let us be distracted to the left or to the right. Let us stay on that steady path towards you. Jesus, we love you. Father, we love you. And Holy Spirit, we love you. And you're welcome in this place. Come invade it. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name and all God's people said Amen. I did not get a chance to ask for a couple ushers this morning, so if I could get four people to just come down, we're going to take the offering as we continue to worship. If I just have four people that could come down and grab these plates, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. So let's pray over that. Lord Jesus, we're giving back to you this morning. I pray we give to you with joyful hearts, Lord. Lord, you have big plans. And we want to be a part of that, Jesus. So, Lord, we just ask you to bless this offering. And this form of worship that we have in giving back to you, Lord, because you don't need it. It's your hearts. It's our hearts that are attached to it that you want. So, Lord, you take it and do with it what you will to multiply your kingdom in Jesus' name. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. But you've asked for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus.
0: He makes a way No way rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sin. the past.
1: about me, let me tell you about my Jesus, oh,
0: he makes a way when there ain't no way,
1: rises up
0: from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can save.
1: We're going to introduce a new song to you guys this morning. So if you want to try to sing along, you may know it. It's kind of a popular one on the radio right now. But if you don't, just let him speak over you. His name is powerful. We've been studying the names of Jesus for a while now at prayer night. And it is really awesome. And it is just so beautiful to see how he answers every request by name. You can approach him for any request, and he has a name for it. So try to get creative, because he'll win. <laughs> he always does, but it's beautiful. So this song is, is just speaking the name of Jesus. That's all we need.
0: Shine through the shadows.
1: Stand where you're at. You don't have to tell us what it is. We just want to pray over you this morning. So, if you just stand up, if you need prayer for anything healing, just a rough week, if you need prayer for getting closer to Jesus, for life to settle down, we just want to pray over you this morning. So, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning, Father. Father, you see the hearts that are standing that may not physically be standing, but Lord, they're standing. You see the people standing, Lord. Lord, I know that you'll meet their need. The fact that they're coming to you now. Lord Jesus, they're submitting to you. I just pray and lift them up to you and to your feet, Lord Jesus. Lord, there's so many people hurting right now. So many people going through a lot. The stress is high. So, Father, we ask you to come in and take over. Lord, speak in your still small voice and yet that still small voice is very bold and we're grateful for that Father I speak your name Jesus over these people Father they need you I need you Lord I'm standing before you this morning I just lift it all to you Lord Lord we have people in our church that are hurting Mike and Mary McNally. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will heal them. Father, they need you. One thing after another, it keeps hitting. They're in a season of Job. So, Lord, I ask you to take over. I ask you to encourage them. I ask you to make their faith strong and not to give up. Lord, I lift up Jane as she's at home recovering. Continue to heal her hip. And Lord, I know she's praising you where she's at. So, Father, I pray that you will continue to encourage her, keep her safe, and heal her body. Lord, we lift up Richard Gonzalez to you and Elena. Father, he's fighting COVID, and it's serious. Lord, he needs your healing touch. We ask you for mercy over him. We ask you to spare his life, Father. Lord, I pray for a major turnaround today. I don't want to wait till next week, unless that's your will. But Lord, my human side is asking you to show hope today. I'm asking you to get him to where he doesn't need dialysis, to where he doesn't need a ventilator, to where his body just starts healing miraculously. And these doctors can't explain a thing. I ask you to touch Elena. Encourage her, Jesus. Don't let her faith waver. Don't let anger rise up, Jesus, that turns into bitterness. But Lord, let it be righteous anger to where her prayer increases. Let us hold them up as a congregation, Lord. Father, I pray for Bernie and for Tim this morning, Jesus. I pray that you will heal their bodies. They're ill and they need you, Lord. We ask you to protect their families. And I just pray, Jesus that you will touch them. and Let them know that you're with them and touch their bodies, Jesus, in a big way. Father, we thank you for being here this morning. We thank you for loving your church family. I pray that we will love each other the way that you love us. And Lord, I pray for Pastor Larry as he's getting ready to bring us your word in Ephesians, Jesus. Jesus, open our hearts and make us teachable. Till that soil and they're real good. Because we really need to hear your word. And Lord, help us to apply it. Not just to our lives, but into how we, how we represent you. Because everything we do represents you. So Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will do a wondrous thing this morning through your word. We love you, Lord. We thank you for letting us worship you. It's a privilege that we get to do this. It's an honor. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: Good morning. I have a choice this morning to make. I can either put these glasses on and see my notes and miss you or carry them around and we'll just dart around, which is what preachers do. Um, Tim called me yesterday about uh, somewhere around noon and sounded like a bullfrog. Hi, Tim. I hope he's getting well. So, Tim said, Larry, I know that you've got gobs of messages sitting around in notebooks. Tim doesn't know that I threw 24 years worth of messages away when I moved to Colorado. So I was immediately in panic mode. In the last few months, I've sat right in here and had dozens of things I wanted to say to you. And when I hung up the phone, I couldn't remember what one of them were. But, I missed all the football games yesterday. Thanks, Tim. Um, Went to bed at 11, woke up at 2, and talked to Jesus for about three hours. So if I'm going to stay awake, you do your best to stay awake as well. Father, I ask that you help me to lift up your name and to love these people that are yours. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. John Eldridge wrote a book called Waking the Dead. And in that book, he writes this. Two men were seated across from each other in a dark room, Outside, a thunderstorm rages in the night, shaking the old house to its foundations. Flashes of lightning are dimmed by the heavy curtains, which have been drawn because this is a secret meeting. This is the first time these men have ever met, though they have been searching for each other most of their lives. Not a moment too soon, their destinies have finally crossed. One of them is a tall, block black man dressed in black, and he carries the aura of a spiritual leader. The younger man, trying his best to conceal the fact that he's frightened and uncertain, uh, might become a disciple of that other man, and it all depends upon a decision how many of you have seen the movie the matrix this is the beginning of that movie my wife assured me that no one would know that in this scene morpheus is uh, he's trying to convince Neo that there's more to life than what he can see with his natural eyes. There's more to life out there. And he challenges him this, about about that, and he he says this, uh, this is your last chance. He said, after this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill, and the story ends. You wake up in your own bed, and you can go on believing whatever you want to believe. But if you take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I'll show you how deep the rabbit holes go. You have a choice to have your eyes opened up and to see what's really going on. It seems from the dialogue that that Neo has been searching. There's something going on in him. He's aware that there's another world out there, that, that something else is happening beyond the natural world. And he's stirred and he's hungry to know something about it. But all of us have a little bit of fear about the unknown. Do we take that step? Well, if you've seen the movie, you know that he takes the red pill. He wants to have his eyes opened up. Now, I don't know a lot about where that movie goes. I think I saw it years ago, and I, I'm not into sci-fi. I don't believe in ghosts other than the Holy One. Um, I don't believe in Sasquatch. My wife does, but you know. I, so I I am I'm hungry for the Lord. I know that there's a whole another world out here that there are things going around uh, on around us all the time. I know that, that there are spirits moving, that angels are at work, that God's at work. We talk about God being at work all the time, usually after the fact, because we saw it happen. But God's at work all the time. Anybody here besides me hungry enough that you would take the red pill? Give me the red pill, Lord. I want more of you. Whatever it is you've got going, I want it. I'm hungry for it. I don't want normal. I've done normal and I'm bored. I need you, Lord. I need you. You know, most of us can see. Some of us, our eyes aren't as good as they once were. But something has to happen. I I think that Neo wanted to see what was beyond. What else is going on? And we have a lot of people that can't see. And they can't see because they have a heart condition. Our society is full of people that have heart conditions. Uh... Irregular heartbeats, uh, clogged arteries, uh, messed up electrical systems, uh, broken hearts, stubborn hearts, cold hearts, hearts of stone. But there's another kind of heart condition that's worse yet. The Bible calls it blindness of the heart. It exists universally among non-believers, but I'm afraid that it shows up in people who call themselves believers at times, maybe in some of us, maybe in me at times. You know that's, that song, um, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord? I think we're going to get to do that maybe after a while, I think. Um, I've sang that thing for 30 years, probably. And I, it never hit me how unusual it is to think that our heart has eyes, that there, our heart has a condition that can be blocked from some of the things that are going on around us. In uh, Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, but particularly verse 18, I, I, I want to look at. And this is from the NIV, and maybe they have that up here. But um, it's, it says this, I keep asking, Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus, I keep asking that uh, the God, our Lord of Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. I want him to open up your eyes so that you can see with your heart, your heart's eyes, so that you can know God better. You can know more about him. You can be in a better relationship with him. Do you know there's a difference between book smarts and uh, street smarts? There. Quite a bit of difference. Well, we get most of our knowledge about God and about the Lord Jesus through reading the book, reading the Word. I love the Word. The Word is a safeguard for me. I can't believe every spirit or everything I hear about what God's doing here and there if I don't know God through the Word because that's unchanging. Unchanging. And that's how I get to know his personality. I know his character. I know his heart. And all that's important. But what I'm thinking when I read this is that there's more than the head smart stuff that that we need that's a treasure to us. And we need to get our eyes opened up so that we can see them. And I believe what's happening here is... I think Paul is saying that he wants us to have our eyes open so that we can experience God. Sense Him. Have the cloud of His Spirit come and hover over us and settle on us and bring healing to us. Healing in our relationships. Healing it physically, but physically. But, but emotionally as well in our lives. We, I think that this eyes of the heart thing, and, and the, the New King James, the, the anointed version, says, you know I was going there, it doesn't, it doesn't say eyes of the heart. He says the eyes of your understanding. Now this throws me clear off, because the whole evening I was sitting around looking at this in NIV, and I'm thinking about the heart having eyes and the, uh, to, to see things and that it's our emotions, our, our, our heart, the seed of affections that we have that regulate us. And then I picked up my Bible, the anointed one, and I read that it's the eyes of our understanding. You know, i my whole life've i 've struggled with a couple areas of my life uh, you don 't talk to my wife. Uh, one of them is my my wanter. Anybody else have wanter problems? My wanter cannot be satisfied I, I I wished it was, but my job is to try to control it keep it keep it down. Now I read this. That my understanding needs to be controlled as well. That God has something else for me. I'm a doomed man. Here's what I know I know that that in Matthew we're told that wherever two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, he's there, he's in their midst. Right? I believe that. I believe it because I've read it. He's here. He's with us. But I know from experience that Jesus is here when there's two or three of us gathered in his name. I've been in prayer meetings, sitting on a basement floor as a pretty new Christian. And God had just put my marriage back together. I'd been divorced for three years, and God put us together. He's working, and I had no idea He was working in Alaska on her. I knew He was working on me, and we're sitting in a floor in a basement, and we're having conversations, and we're praying with these with this other couple, and I think there might have been two other people there, and we were getting ready to go do a church plant. I was a baby. I didn't know anything, and my wife knew so much, and I went to Bible college, and God tricked me. It was in Bible college that I found out I was going to be a pastor. I would have never gone if I had thought I was going to stand up here. We're in this little group of six people, and we're praying that the Lord show up, that you show us what we're supposed to do, this is a new adventure. Uh, I'm, I'm giving up a good job. The, the guy was going to be the pastor's giving up a really good job and we're moving our families and we're starting a church from, and then looking for jobs. And somewhere in that time, the Lord showed up. I couldn't have stood up if I had wanted to the presence of the Lord settled. And it changed my heart. It changed our heart as a group. And we knew what God wanted us to do. Listen, here's what I believe. I believe that I'm not special. I believe God loves me. But what He's done for me, He can do for you. I believe that in the very new future, there are going to be a lot of strangers walk through this door, right back here and walk into here. I think we need the eyes of our hearts opened up. I want the presence of the Lord to be, be here when they get here, not show up afterwards. Listen, one of the things I remembered that I was going to tell you about a long time ago and didn't have the platform, but I do now, <laughs> is this. We have a lot to do with creating an atmosphere where the Lord will show up. He said, the Word says, the Bible tells us that He inhabits the praises of his people. I've told Lori she has the hardest job in the church. And any any worship leader who's worth their salt, it's true of them as well. Her job is to take you from the outer court when you get out of the car in the parking lot and you're still fussing with each other over being late, or the scrambled eggs were a mess, bacon was too... Whatever it is you do, we had three children, so we had lots of reasons to, to argue on the way to church. Her job is to take you from there, from the cafe, from the chatter sessions, bring you in here, take you into the outer court, into the inner court, and then to the Holy of Holies. That's a tough job for anybody. But we play a part in that. Here's what I wanted to tell you a long time ago. Come expecting. When you get up on Sunday morning, don't think we're going to church as usual. Think we're going to a celebration we get to meet together. You have gifts that you will be needed here. And there are gifts that are going to be here and somebody else that you need. There's a blending that happens. That atmosphere, us showing up, us expecting to God, for God to show up, it creates a habitation where the Holy Spirit comes and fills this place. And when they walk in the door, listen, some of them are going to come because you're inviting them. Come and see what God is doing. Come and see. Some of them are going to come here just because the Holy Spirit told them when they drove by here, this is where I want you to go. That's going to happen. When they walk into this place, I think that most of them are going to anticipate what church is normally like. I don't want them to find that here. I've had enough normal. Now listen, I, 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 we have to be respectful. Always, everything done decently and in order. That's, that's God's standard for us. I believe that there are way too many churches, that the Holy Spirit hasn't been there for years. They, wouldn't, they didn't even notice when he slid out the door because they've been entertainment places or just little social gatherings. I don't want to be a part of that. I am so hungry. Lord, come and fill us. Open the eyes of my heart. Let me see your heart, Lord. Let me see through your eyes. Let me see other people. Let me be willing to lay my junk aside, my agenda. Create in me a clean heart. Let this place be filled with love. I can tell you as a pastor, I've walked into homes and people have been nice and smiled, but I knew the minute I walked in the door that there was tension in the room. I don't know what was going on two minutes before I got there, but it was going on. When the people walk in these doors, I want them to sense the love we have for one another and the love we have for the Lord. I want them to be caught up in it I've been in about three different sessions where those kind of things happened to me in my life where I couldn't get up. I've been to church where I opened the back door and started to walk into the sanctuary and I didn't know if I needed to get on my face and crawl to a seat or if I needed to dance all the way to my seat because the joy of the Lord was there. Why do we have to look somewhere else for that? We have people that want to lead us and take us there. My, my dream is that one day we'll get to the place where Lori's going to invite us to go into the Holy of Holies. And we're going to quit standing outside. And we're going to get brave we're going to take our shoes off like she does when she's on the stage. That's what you do when you're in the presence of holy. You take your shoes off and the words are going to go off up here. The music's still going on and you're going to start singing from your heart and you're going to sing from your heart and I'm going to make whatever the sound is I make. <laughs> Jane says it's not singing. But whatever, whatever it is, that I'm going to do that, and it's not going to be the words that are on the screen. The music will play, but we'll tell God how much we love him. Some of us will lay flat on our face. All of us are going to be humbled because the presence of the Lord is here. That's my heart. Here's my question for you. Do you want the red pill or the blue pill? I want the red one. I know that I can't open your heart. You can't even do it yourself. Paul is praying for the church at Ephesus in the scriptures that we read. He's praying for them. You need to ask. You need to ask God to open the eyes of your heart. I'd like to ask the Lord to do that right now. If you're willing, if you... Want to see more? See, I want to know what happened in Daniel when Daniel's in the lion's den. I wanna I want to know what happened there. I see Daniel as being a like my friend Pastor Jim, nice, mild mannered, kind person. Those lions weren't afraid of him. I wished I could have been there to see. I wanted to see some giant warrior angel standing there whipping his sword around. Wouldn't you like to have seen that? That stuff goes on. I believe that... Maybe you have a better sense of direction than I do. I believe that when I die, if the Lord doesn't get back here in a hurry, that I'm going to need a guide. I need an angel to come and to take me where we're going. And I believe that happens all the time. I believe that when our spirit leaves our body, that we just don't wander around until we accidentally drift to the place. I believe there are messengers here that take us to where we need to go. It goes on; it's, it's happening. Things are going around us all the time. God's at work. Open my eyes, Lord. Let me see. Fill me with Your Spirit. Fill me with Your love. Continue to transform me. If you would take the red pill, would you stand? There's, there's no, no pressure on anybody here. I just believe that God wants more from us and he has more for us. You ask him. Open my eyes. Father, in Jesus' name, I stand just as needy as anybody here. Needing you, Lord, I ask you to come. Open the eyes of my heart. Let me see all the other things you have for me. I want to know about your resurrection power. I want to know about the promises that you have for us, Lord. I want to be an instrument that you can use, that you can trust. I'm so hungry. I thank you for doing it, Lord. I believe that you 're faithful, and those that are hungry are filled. those that are thirsty are filled, so we thirst no more. be at work in us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord, would you come um, here's here 's what I know about that that word and and uh Stuff if you and street smart word smart street smart if you uh, if you look at a picture of a nice medium rare steak that thing is never going to satisfy you you have to have one and you have to take a hold of it and take a bite of it oh. And then you can be filled. I love the word. It's my safeguard in understanding who Jesus is and what God's plans are. But I'm, I'm hungry for that experience as well. Come, Lord. May God bless you. May the Lord bless you, guide you, comfort you. May the Lord have some divine appointments ahead of you this coming week. Appointments where you meet people who need a word of encouragement, who need the gifts that you carry resident because of the Holy Spirit living in you. May, may you find time to be still and to minister to those people. I pray also that the Lord put people in your paths, that they be the divine appointment, and they're there for you because you have a need, and you're hungry, and you're broken. You're wounded, and you need to be encouraged and healed go and be a blessing I thank you very much for your time if you have prayer needs I'll be around Lori is around we'd be glad to pray with you Pastor Scott's here as well you're dismissed thank you so much
3: power.